Hey everybody, Brad Stevens here, founder and CEO of Outsource Access. We help companies redefine how they scale with offshore affordable staff from the Philippines. Congrats to all fellow winners of the 2023 Real Leaders Impact Awards. We are proud to be among you. About 10 years ago, I woke up to a major growth problem in my last business. Cash was tight, staff was overwhelmed, and tasks were not getting done. Then I discovered the world of offshore virtual staff in the Philippines where English is their second language, so there is no communication or culture gap. I realized outsourcing wasn't just call centers, it was access to college-educated Filipinos to support sales, marketing, operations, customer service, bookkeeping, personal tasks, and more. And in fact, the first woman I hired in the Philippines at 23 is now an award-winning COO of our entire company. It inspired me to launch Outsource Access. One client and YPO member, Ali Jamal, shared their offshore virtual staff Edison automated processes and saved them over 50,000 per year in the first few weeks. It's about finally getting things done and staff focusing on higher value activities. We've grown by over 2,000% in just three and a half years and will double next year. To receive a complimentary outsourcing playbook customized for your industry and to connect with one of our team here at Outsource Access, just visit RedefineScale.com. That's RedefineScale.com or text the word SCALE to 770-954-8440. Two months after hiring my first staff, she sent me a picture of shoes she bought for low-income children because of the opportunity. And now we support thousands of families and the environment with United Nations SDG projects. I'm proud we've grown with impact. To learn more, visit RedefineScale.com. Boom, what up? Hello, bonjour, and hola, real leaders. This is Kevin Edwards, your host here, and I am so excited. You're tuning in to one of our amazing experiences. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, real, and loaded with inspiration, guaranteed to support your impact journey. So sit back, enjoy the listen, folks share a review afterward, and always keep it real. In five, four, three, two, and one. Welcome everyone to this episode of The Real Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards, and joining us today, folks, is Rupesh Sangadi, the founder and CEO of Ergode. Ergode? Ergode? Ergode. Our goat. Okay. Fantastic. Well, Rapesh, um, although I can't pronounce the name, it is a huge company. It is a, a well-known brand, but it all started with one little idea. It all started with one little instance that you noticed something that you knew you needed to pursue. So I want you to describe how this business came about in the early days. What comes to mind? Oh, uh... It's a Thanksgiving uh, for having me. Um, how business started is a very, uh, very interesting for me at least. Um, so I was looking for a book, and uh, that time textbooks were expensive. Even probably textbooks are expensive today. So 2007, I did go to eBay to search for a textbook. Turns out that I stumbled upon a book that. I could, and it was not a textbook. It was a small children book um, that toddlers, I mean, parents read to their toddlers. Now, that one was being sold auction off at about $40. And it was pre-sold on Amazon for $1,600 plus. I said, wow. And it was pre-sold. So I just took a chance. I, I won that auction 
uh, some, somewhere around $40, $42. And immediately within a few minutes, sold on Amazon for $1,600. And boy, I was like on a hook that, that it got to be like, it was a fun. And um, then like uh, I used my, uh, my software skills to write up some software to scale that business up. And now all of a sudden I was looking at, my software was looking at all the options that was closing on that particular day in book category. And whatever I could find to resell for a higher price, I would do so. And that is how business kicked in. So let's talk about margins a little bit. Uh, what sure. do you find some entrepreneurs get wrong about growing a business and how are you able to scale this company with the margins at play? So that's a great question, Kevin. And we are still bootstrapped um, even at current size because we do focus and care for margins. And I'm a big believer of one of the book called Profit First. And uh, what it kind of tells is that, uh, well, like, I mean, profit is not what is left over. Profit is what you decide and make before you start paying out expenses. So for us, profitability is huge. For any any enterprise to sustain and grow, um, I think it's uh, very important. And it is one thing that never goes out of fashion. We do take our own risk, but not we not we do not do at the cost of profitability. Mm. And and tell me a little bit more about uh, the growth that you experienced, because you know a lot of people have ideas, right? A lot of people have ideas. Maybe a few will take action on them, and then it takes really an, an entrepreneur, a leader, um, someone with a, a you know a patient mindset. To, to grow an organization, what were those early days like? And looking back, what are some of the core things that attributed to this growth? Oh, fantastic. So I think, uh, I mean, I used to tell, and even today I share this feeling with my top team that look, our business is kind of changing, evaluating almost every year, if not every two years. So even though we might be in the, this larger context of e-commerce, but we are doing nothing similar to what where we started. Almost every two years, our business models, our process, our priorities changes. And it is the that constant thing of looking, hey, what's next and how do we take advantage of it or adapt to it is going to be a very is a key to growth that constantly looking out on a horizon and see what's coming and adapt it as as per, uh, as per the situation because i mean look we started selling books but right now book is maybe not even five percent of what we do um we have started acquiring i mean we we were reseller at one point of time but then we are just we are not just reseller anymore we own and acquired 12 companies and 12 brands along with it so now we are a brand owner we grow equity in those brands through hyper growth so this is just the, some of the largest of the changes that i spoke about but 
Amazon, I mean, like the online world is changing at a very rapid pace. Amazon is a market leader with millions, million plus people working for it. So we got to compete in that environment and added constant change is the only way to survival in my opinion. And so it seems like you've adapted over time, starting with the reselling to taking a buying a book for 40, selling it for 1200, uh, and then moving on to this acquisition strategy of potentially other reselling companies now in your portfolio. Um, I, you know, I'm curious to learn uh, a little bit more about what you're trying to do now. Like, what is the growth strategy for you? Is it continually with with acquisitions, and and also what comes along? Um, I guess in terms of what are some been some of those hardships, some of those lessons you've learned with with all of this constant growth. Absolutely. So, um, one first we'll talk a little bit about strategy. So we consider our reselling partner as a vendor partner. They trusted us to grow their brand online. And we are never ever going to leave that behind us. So we'll continue to put our best resources to ensure that our vendor partner business grows with us. And it is very essential for us. And in addition, now with the acquisition option, we can actually like a lot of our vendor partners who created brand, who grew the brand over the last 15, 20 years, we would be happy to be one of their um, exit options among many exit options they have. So earlier we had to let business go to someone if there, there had to be an exit, be, be it financial, age related, just the celebration of entrepreneurship, whatever it is. We are we are here to give them that options that hey we will take business from you. We have enough of resources in terms of finances, in terms of um, manpower that we can run any business. So that is our strategy: is to continue working with vendor partners and acquire vendor partners as and when opportunity arrive arrives. Um, and the second question was um well, the second part of question was yeah well i you know i was more about hardships and, and lessons that you learned oh, over time yeah. right okay so okay hardship lessons uh, i'm sorry i got so involved in the answer so about i would say that look people management is people and technology management are the two key essentials in today's world for any company to have a profitable growth mm. and people are strength people are usually i mean 98 percent of the people mean good want to do good they are honest hardworking, um, growth minded people we just need to identify and motivate and it's not easy i would say so to me our people are our strength and i'm super happy and proud about it um it's so and it is also a challenge to make make sure they're constantly being paid attention to motivated and so on and uh technology is ever changing i mean whatever it took us a years to develop 
um, some of the modern AI technology has done it much faster and perhaps even better. So because of that, we have to constantly adapt to changing landscape of the technology, uh, landscape of technology, which I believe we have done it well so far. So people and technology are our uh, strength and keeping up with them is a challenge as well. You know, you, you've been mentioning a common theme here and that's adapting and change. Now, some folks, I mean, if, if, people, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're probably one of the few smart ones out there who understand leadership is crucial with growing an organization. Um, what's been your take on some call, it, I guess, change management? What have you learned about change and, and how to best adapt over time? Okay, so I, I believe uh, trusting your instinct and trusting your people is going to be crucial for any change management because when you have a faith in you and your team, you can go to the, you can take a leap of, you, you, can, you can take that leap and jump to the next higher level. Granted that there would like not nothing is hundred percent success. Like I mean, nothing guarantees hundred percent success. But look, if you don't take a chance, you have already failed. And that is how I tell my leaders that look, let's take a chance. What is the worst it can happen? So that is my way of change management to ensure that we are um, taking enough chances to be successful uh, at the right time. I mean, we, we, have, we have seen scores of companies that have gone out of business or have declined over time because they failed to change over time or they stuck to what they were doing. And it's definitely not conducive to current business environment. Mm. And and I want to go into that a little bit more because where many small businesses, really maybe any company, struggles is, is staying focused on a goal and knowing, look, you can't please everybody. You know, you got to stay focused Absolutely. on your goal. However, your take is also you need to change and adapt in order to survive. So how do you decipher between the two? Absolutely. So, in in, in uh, so between um, uh, between a practice like you can't please everybody to change and adapt. See, I believe that organizational health, literally, if you look at any kind of a any kind of governance system anywhere in the world, most of them consider company as a person. And if our company is like, I mean, the health and the growth of the company is in the best interest at any given point of time, I would think, and I would make everybody think that what is the best for the company and not best for the individual. And once I think that kind of uh, 
mindset like one of the core values we live by is called greater good we want to make sure that whatever decisions we make are just not for one individual it is for a greater good which in in our mind translates to the company that what is good for the company what is good for everybody so that's how we think about it as a company first um every like individual second so and, yeah. and i'm i'm also of the opinion that everybody like including myself should be replaceable i mean company should not be dependent on one person and that is very important for us to ensure that um we have a solid processes in place so that one person living uh, even happily would not affect others and i think this is really what a good leader gets right they're able to detach from the the personal side of them if they built the company because Rapesh, i'd have to think you know there was a point in time probably when this company was your baby and this company was was a part of you you wrapped your identity in the company i'm sure you did how did you detach in order to un unleash the growth and, and and do as you say uh and have a mindset of everyone should be replaceable oh great uh, great lead kevin so the way i think about it uh, is parents like imagine that i mean me as a child of my parents or my kids if i don't let them go would they grow they need to go to college they need to see the real world they need to i mean this is i'm comparing with the human life literally we have to let our child go out of our own comfort zone even when we are baby like we put them through daycare and stuff because the child needs to survive in real environment and so for me the company is the same way that if i become a bottleneck in my own company it will stop growing because perhaps i have given it all i had i'm not getting as many new idea as a new person coming in and would come with a fresh set of ideas and i'd be happy to see it growing i mean i can see that look this is the good i started and look where it is today i don't have to be part of growth today i mean i would love to be but um i'm okay either way so on that notion what's the mark of a good leader rapesh what is your definition of a real leader so i i often use this line within our company a leader are the leaders who can create other leaders who in turn can create other leaders so leadership is a culture in my opinion now that can be trans that can be manifested in many ways including that you trust the you trust everyone you give everybody a fair chance to grow i mean you sort of delegate you i mean as a leader you should have a, i mean one should have a ability to think five years ahead of them even them and trust that that hey i know you can do it so i mean giving them a delegation or a chance much like in lot advanced time then when they are ready 
that is to me is the identity of a good leader i mean that's how i've seen that hey how soon can you identify next leader in your team and how soon can you put the right people in right seat Rupesh, powerful message here coming on the Realtors Podcast today. Always enjoy our conversations, my friend. For Rupesh Sangavi, I'm Kevin Edwards asking you to go out there, create other leaders, and always keep it real. Thanks, Rupesh. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. It was pleasure. It has been pleasure speaking to you. Thanks for having me. Hey, Real Leaders, thanks again for listening to this amazing episode. And if you're someone like me who goes all the way to the end just to make sure I can extract as much information, education, and inspiration out of every single interview, might I suggest you check out our magazine. If you go online to realleaders.com today, you're going to get the first 30 days for free where you're going to be able to access all of our magazines courses, and live events from some of the top thought leaders around the world. All you have to do is go online to realleaders.com and click the subscribe button in the top right corner to get your free 30-day trial right now. Again, that's real-leaders.com. Thanks again for being a real leader and always keep it real.